0: Hello, hi, all the listeners. How are you today? I am so glad that we can connect again today. I think we missed our usual catch-up the last week. And I know that some of you are waiting and listening to the podcast. And I'm so glad that if there are any small elements of it that have encouraged you, I'm so glad that it has blessed you. Last week I shared about the economic tsunami vision and it is one of our popular episodes. So even though I received the vision two years ago, I think the reason is because right now more and more people are starting to see that what we receive for knowledge from God a couple of years ago, is for the present times and seasons. Today, I want to continue to share with you of a very important vision that comes in tandem with the economic tsunami. I received it two years ago, at the same time when I received the economic tsunami. If the economic tsunami talks about the secular world and what's going to happen to the secular world, then the vision that I'm going to share with you then talks about the parallel of the spiritual climate at this time. At the time of the economic tsunami, what's going to happen in the spiritual climate? I call it the white horse vision. It is one of the keynote visions that I had over the years. One of the most important, and I will always remember it, all my days. It happened two years ago, so I can remember the kind of feeling and the impact that it had on me when I first saw it. And that emotions and that feeling is not at the same heightened state as it was when I first received it, but I can still remember the memories of how it made me felt when I saw that vision. And I will try to describe to you. In the vision of the white horse, I saw the white horse from heaven I think it represents the Holy Spirit. I saw the white horse representing the Holy Spirit running like galloping through the earth on a sandy beach at the pathway where the water hits the sand and the white horse of the gospel was just running and galloping At the highest speed that you can imagine a horse running, it was galloping at top speed. It was running at such high speed that the hooves of the horse hit the water and it created this foamy, like this beautiful clean white surf, foamy waves at the surf line. I remember that I recognized the white horse as representing the Holy Spirit. And I ran to God and I asked God, where are you going? In my mind, I was thinking, where are you going, God, at such high speed? And I asked God not to leave me behind and to take me with him where he goes. And I remembered that the Holy Spirit asked me, Do you know where I am going? And in my vision, I was in the presence of God. And all the emotions that I felt, the glory of God that I felt, it was so real to me. And I told God very firmly and very determinedly, that I do not care where he's going, I just want to go where he goes, and I beg God not to leave me behind. I was led to understand by the Holy Spirit guidance that the white horse symbolizes the revival that will be breaking out for the end this season. And when I say end this season, I do not mean that the war is going to end anytime soon. Definitely not. So don't go all weird on me. But if we look at the major ages and the timelines in the Bible, if we have the Old Testament of the Bible, the New Testament, Jesus' death on the cross and His resurrection, and then followed by the Church Age, where the gospel of Jesus Christ spreaded throughout the world. If you could see the timelines of the Bible in chunks of timeline like this, we are at a point in human history, a time period whereby we are closing the Old Church Age, and mankind and the world is entering the start of a new season known as the end days season. How long the end day season will last, I do not know. I don't think that any human knows for sure accurately. And anyone that tells you that they know for sure the dates is lying to you. But we do have discernment based on the signs in the Bible, to know the general time frame and the age. Bear in mind that 1,000 years in man's history is like one day to God. So do not ask me when the world will end. I do not know when the world will end. And it's probably not going to end until many, many generations after us. But that is not my point of this episode. I'm not talking about the end days. I'm talking about the point in history where we are, that line where we cross over from the close of the church age into the start of the end day season. If you have felt the shaking, even in the secular world, where Christians and non-Christians... All humans are swept up alike in all the tremendous changes that have happened in the last few years. And you wonder, why is there such drastic changes like what is happening? This is what is happening in the spiritual realm. The history of mankind is transitioning from one age to the other age. That's why you have all this tension and all this agitation. We are in a new era. A new era. For better or for worse, whether you like it or not. We are in a new era. We can't pretend that we have not lived through COVID-19. Every one of us on earth has lived through the shaking of COVID-19 and other shakings that are still continuing. Do you understand? This is the time position where I'm explaining to you where this revival takes place. If you could draw it on a chart and you draw the transitions and the changes and the tension and the pressure that is happening in the secular world, whether in politics or in economy or in heightened activities, to bring us towards the close of the age. And what the Bible predicts must happen in the book of Revelations, We have started the age, there is no going back. What did the Bible say about birth pangs? Every mother would tell you, once the time for labor comes and the birth pang starts, the birth of the baby is not immediately, it may take many hours, but birth is imminent. And birth of the baby will be the end result of the start of the birth pains. Do you understand what I mean? Sometimes when I tell younger Christians about the end days, I see in their faces they look very worried and very afraid. I want to assure you who are listening that I tell you this not to make you feel afraid. We are at the start of the end days and there are things that are going to happen at the start of these years. In all likelihood, we are not going to see the end of the end days, so do not be worried. Do not feel frightened. But as Christians, there are plenty of things that God wants us to do at this critical time period. Many things for us to do. And if you are a dedicated Christian of God, you would want to strive to carry out what God wants us to do. To prepare the world for what's going to come. Okay? So going back to my vision, I just wanted to clear up Any misconceptions that people may have when they hear certain terms? Going back to my vision of revival. I know that many of us, especially those who grew up as a Christian, you may have heard about revivers before. You may have read about them in history. You may have even prayed for revival together with your church people and you may be thinking oh how good if we could have revivers break out in our communities and turn people's hearts back towards God I do not know what kind of impressions you have of revivers probably from the past revivers in church histories But this latter day revival harvest is going to be like nothing that we have ever seen before. If you are curious about this revival and how it's going to look like, I encourage you to pray to God and ask Him. As I saw the white horse of the Holy Spirit running at top speed, through the lands and the countries of the world kicking up all these foamy waves where there was impact of the hoofs of the horse it created foamy waves waves of revival broke out in the lands where the hoofs of the horse broke the ground i saw the horse ran across the globe representing the lands and territories and countries of the world, kicking up, kicking up the foamy waves of revival. And at this point, maybe I will hear many Christians cheering and being so happy because maybe you think this is all what we have always wanted, what we have always prayed for, This is going to be so great, so grand. And I wish that I can go along with you and say nice things and say good things to pump you up. And I'm thinking of how to say this to you in the most gentle way that I can. But if I did not tell you the truth, then I would not be preparing you for the future years And I don't want you to have the wrong expectations and then have your hopes and your expectations dashed and you feel angry with God or disappointed with God because it wasn't what you expected based on your understanding of past revivers. Because this revival that I saw, it broke out or it ascended at the same time As the pressures of the world, the persecution of the remnant who truly wants to follow God, as all this intense pressure rises, the economic crisis, it created prime, just prime conditions for people's hearts to be hungry, to be open for Jesus. Unfortunately, when life is good and everything is good, at the current condition and climate of the world, no one would turn to Jesus. So what made them turn to Jesus? Only when the climate and the conditions are so bad that people feel that they are no longer able to control their work, and they tried, but they ran out of options. And when people are hard-pressed, and they have no more choices left, and the revival broke out. This time period is also a time of testing, sifting, and differentiation of the Christian communities around the world. If you could relax and you could talk about God and nothing bad happens to you in a past church age, as we move further along into the end day season, the freedom and the luxuries and the easy life that we had in the past may not be what our future generations will face. That is why there is the remnant. And the remnant, by its very description, means that it's not the majority. Because many will realize that it's not cushy, it's not something that you can not think about when you decide to follow Jesus. But you do not understand. When the Christian faith is under heart-pressing and those who truly love God and cling on to God despite all the hardship and difficulties. When the world sees a people that are pure and holy, standing in truth, in humility, in light and in love, is what God teaches us. Those that belong to the kingdom of God but are still not yet brought into the kingdom, they are going to see and that's how revivers break out. I have talked for a long time and I don't want to make this episode too long. Otherwise, it's tiring for you to listen. But I want you to think about the things that I've shared with you. And I want you to bring it to God and to ask God yourself. Times and seasons of the times. Where are the sons of Issachar who understand the times of the Bible? Take it to God, okay? All that I shared with you and hear from God what He tells you. In the past, when I first heard this from God, I thought it was such a great secret that not many Christians knew. But as we move along the times, the same Holy Spirit poured out in us, those who love God truly, I see that more and more, like-minded christians we don't know each other but we receive the same messages from the holy spirit's leading are you ready beloved of god are you ready to love him to get serious about him are you ready to put him as your top priority and all other things beneath him I bless you in the name of Jesus I pray that for those whom he has predestined to be in his kingdom that your hearts are stirred by your love for him and we come together as the body of Christ to do his work and for his glory in the name of Jesus Amen